if our like metric of our standard is we are opposite of anything woke yeah then we're there's going to be things that just aren't logical that we're going to be going up against. I think it's just, it's interesting to see how the world has responded with such chaos when there are people dying and being raped, like, by their own government in the Middle East, and we couldn't care less. Hmm, okay. Wow. All right. That's definitely <laughs> a take. A <laughs> that's definitely a take. Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls, girls like us, who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, pop culture, and everything in between. So let's be those other girls that just don't talk about culture, but change culture. Hello, hello. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much. And a happy one year of Dobbs when you're listening to this. Oh, yes. It will be one year when this comes out. Happy. Woo. Celebrate. Roe has fallen. Um, The L in Roe. Wait. No, that's not right. The L in Roe v. Wade. No. One second. There's a joke. Everybody hold on. Freeman just start talking and saying stuff. There's a joke I really want to get off. Um, Okay, well, I can start because I'm taking a (laughs) kickboxing class tomorrow and I need everyone to stop what they're doing and tell me if they have ever taken a kickboxing class before because I'm super excited for it and I've been very excited to tell the listeners and I'm going to let you know how it goes next week. I promise I'll make a note. I'm so weak. I feel like the thing isn't even gonna move when i punch it you know Wait, it's not with, even gonna like with who who are you kick like what just brand? something called like nine round it's some are you being class. serious yeah what okay i oh i guess you didn't know me then not to like brag but i was actually <laughs> really into nine round like really the one, yeah i if like ideally one day when i can have a regular schedule i'm gonna go back to boxing i absolutely love boxing my brother worked at a nine round for a little bit like we had like i still have mitts and stuff like that like i absolutely love boxing i just haven't really been able to do it because of you know my work schedule but one day hopefully hopefully soon i'll have a a different life circumstance so then i can go back to boxing i absolutely love boxing nine round is great 10 out of 10 like i was going faithfully um because i was actually good friends with the owner and he helped me get a deal i could go every day um for that set price because you know for a certain price i think you only come technically three times a day but we became really good friends he was a nice conservative man three times a week you mean three times a week yeah sorry three times a week he was a nice conservative man when um the pan- everything was shut down um we i actually was at the gym when a cop was coming um so the my gym the kickboxing gym and then um i think it's it's one of those gyms that's nothing but classes is right beside it and a police officer was coming to check um like everybody make sure like can you be exercising in, in like the height of the pandemic and everything but like the oh, yeah it was like whoa. super like intense yeah it was like That's super intense. it was intense um so he was coming by checking making sure we could actually be here and um but he was like super chill and i mean technically i could because like i need to exercise for my health like mm-hmm. and so anyway but love nine round 10 out of 10 it's Good. a really great workout yeah um, oh, that's so exciting, Freeman! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Thanks for being excited. Okay, did you find the joke? Yes. 
So the, um, the joke is the L in Roe v. Wade stands for life. And now I'm getting what it means. It's like, oh, you took an Roe v. Wade, took an L, oh, and that L stands okay. for life. It is not as funny Understood. as I thought it was. Like, if I hadn't butchered it so badly, it'd be a lot funnier. Um, <clears throat> so anyway. Hmm. The W in Roe v. Wade is Dobbs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyway, everybody, I hope you found this um, little thing funny. Amusing. Yeah, amusing. Um, excited about boxing. I Wow, now that you brought that up, I actually, I really miss boxing. I'm surprised you, like, on my keychain, I have, like, a boxing glove. I've seen those. I've seen yeah. those. I never realized, I guess I didn't make the connection, because I yeah. only booked my class, like, 20 minutes ago oh really oh so, so you're just not yeah. getting into it nice mm -hmm. okay i was about to ask which one don't tell me which one you're going to um because no, you know we don't need people to like show up not that oh, you know we're getting true. tons of listeners but yes. um i mean we are getting tons of listeners but not stalkery ones ideally. yeah not like stalker level tons yeah no no, okay, no so no. how are you how how are things Things are good. I went to the beach last weekend um, to celebrate a friend's birthday. Super mm -hmm. fun. Um, it was good to get some, like, refreshing, clean air. Um, and it was just good to, like, hang out. <coughs> <clears throat> Sorry. It was good to hang out um, with just, like, friends, yeah, I guess. that is good. Mm -hmm. um, we, so the first, oh, funny story. Um, so we got in the car, very packed tight, but you know what? We're going, we're doing the thing. Mm -hmm. And for mm -hmm. me, and you know this for me, because we've been on a road trip together. Part of the fun is the singing in the car and just of the conversations. Course. That's like the trip has, the trip starts yes. the moment you take the picture outside of the car and oh, then wow. you step into the car. That's when the trip starts. So, you know, we're like having fun and everything. So we don't go to the hotel to drop our stuff off. We go straight to the beach. Go to the beach. Wow. We wow. lay out, have fun, uh, get some water, get our get our toesies wet and everything. Um, go to the car. The car doesn't start. And then, because the battery has died, but a really nice couple saw and jump oh, started the car. And it was just kind of like a funny, like, okay, here we oh, go. And one of our friends is, she is, um, she's so... I, I don't know the she's not a tom she knows all the things that like mm -hmm. so okay if you grew up southern and girly girl you know what i'm about to say this is just a stereotype and it's just like how it is like i grew up i had no intention of learning anything about cars or finances because mm -hmm. those are man's things uh me touch a track garbage tools. tools me touch a garbage can absolutely not oh getting my Hardware. own gas yeah i i what would be the point of me learning how to get gas because like so this is just how you grow up as in the Southern, especially Christian area. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So my friend is like, not like that at all. So she knew, okay, we need this, we need that, da, da, da. But the thing was, we were all wet because we had just come out of the water and she was trying to help. And I was like, I believe you. I believe that you were good at this. I really need you to step away and let them do this because you're wet and these are electric charge yes. let's just make let's just step away but she's so on top of it we also so eventually she had to actually get a new battery on her way home we Aww. stopped at a place to get a new battery my friend knew exactly okay well we need this bolt and i was like wow this is so good oh my she bought a house she is so like 
she's what I aspire to be. Mm-hmm. Very independent. Um, very independent. And, like, I am independent to a degree because, like, obviously I pay bills. Like, I guess that's probably mm-hmm. the only real independent thing about me. I pay bills. But, like, I mean, that's even... Thank you. Even, um, like, a minute ago, something wasn't working. I was like, well, let me go ask my dad. And, like... Yeah, I know. <laughs> you were like... My light isn't turning on. Oh, yeah, like, that's what it was. Light bulb, and you're like, no, dad, I'll do it. Yeah, so, like, she's not like that at all. She would know where to go to get the light bulb. She would know how to find the right light bulb. You know, I just don't really know all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When I did live in an apartment on my own, I, I only lived there for almost, so I'll say a year and some chain, or... A little bit over a year and a half. So, like, I didn't really have too many major problems. I did have a problem with my smoke detector. That uh, drove me insane. I had to figure that out. And, you know, I had Mm -hmm. figured some things out for my car. Like, I've had um, a couple car things with, like, various cars I've borrowed. And then uh, one tiny thing with the car that I I own that I bought myself. That's pretty independent. And, um, you know... I've had to learn those things, but, like, I don't know all of the things. So, ideally, mm-hmm. once I, you know, get out of these circumstances and I'm on my own, I'll be able to learn and, like, glean and, like, be able to be a little bit more independent like she is. But that was just really cool to see her, like, in her element. She knew. That is cool. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. So I know. I know. So, that's been my week. Uh, or that was my weekend. And it was fun. Like I said, I'm trying to think of anything else really exciting. Went to this, like, um, bar restaurant place. I am too old. The whole time I was like, oh, my gosh, these are children. Why? Really? Who let this 18-year-old come and stand there? Like, this is so inappropriate. Like, why are they here? How do these 18-year-olds know this song? There was actually a part, like, where we were seated, we could see out kind of to, like, where a bunch of boats were docked. And -hmm. they were, like, riddled with children. Like, not children, children. I'm being dramatic. They were probably like 21, 22. Oh, yeah. Um, and they were just kind of like hanging out around there. And they were drinking and playing music and dancing. And all I could think about was like, oh, my goodness, that's how that Mallory girl died. Oh, my goodness. I hope these kids are going to drive oh, their boat. Yeah. Do I tell the police? No, this is none of my business. Like, I was just going back. I was like, I can't oh, be yeah. here. Because they're just in there. And you know what? They were probably being so innocent and cute. And like, guys were flirting with girls. It was probably a cute mm-hmm. moment. But like, I'm mm-hmm. just too old to be watching that. Because I'm like, oh, my gosh. I hope none of these kids get on the boat. They they're not getting on the boat they're just 10 years old why are they out here that's you know all these things going through my mind they're 10 girl i'm 21 i know you're yeah you're 21 22 this year yeah you're a mere babe but we have good millennial and gen z representation good energy yeah because you're like gen z gen z right i i consider myself gen z but i don't know if i'm gen z gen z well what year were you born in 2001. Oh my goodness, yes, you're definitely Gen Z. Ooh, 2001. Wow, that was so Okay, long ago. <laughs> so what are our stories? Just joking. I was in the first grade in 2001. So, funny story, really quick, and then we'll get to the stories. My, um, so if you graduated in class 2013, and I guess 2012, this worked for you too. So for 2013, the first half of the year was the year of um was the grade you're in so in 2001 I was in the first grade in 2002 I was in the second grade 2003 so on and so forth so that's how I know what that was is, going on that's good that's I good. know my mom is exactly 40 years older than me so I can whenever I wonder like how old she is I just figure out my age and then add 40 she's exactly 40 
You mm-hmm. said, uh, I thought you said 14. And I was like, oh, a free for all Fridays? That's interesting. Oh my God. Yeah, that was a topic. No. Sorry, Wait, Mom, so if you're listening. were you born on the same day as her? No, I'm just saying, oh, like, she's exactly like 40. Like, she's 40, which is like such a good number, you know? Yeah. So, whenever I'm trying to figure so out my mom's age, I can just be it. like, okay, plus 40. Got it. She looks good. I didn't know. She, she looks was... amazing. Yeah. Carrie's I love her slaying. I legitimately, I was like, so to be honest, when you said 14, I was like, okay, that makes sense. She looks young. Like, I, it would make sense that she, no, no, I, I legitimately, like, Freeman's mom, if you're listening, I legit thought, okay, maybe she's in her. 30s or 40s like I really wasn't thinking that you were you know in your 60s. she's in her 60s that's crazy I legitimately no. like the pictures I've seen had no idea I know None. she's doing wow. great she can, yeah. she can still do a handstand oh my goodness what's her yeah. se- free for all Fridays you should have your mom on she can tell us like her secrets yes I will yeah Okay. What anyway, we um, we have a million we, things to discuss. So many things. You know, last week was a little blah. This week, so much stuff has happened. Um, but first, I want to remind you guys: we have cute merch. We also have an app if you want to continue the discussion. If you want to get notifications, uh, not too annoying. But like when we have new blog posts out, we're really trying to do a blog a week, a blog post a week. Um, we have someone new coming on that we'll be um, introducing soon, and. Um, so if you just want to say connected, this is the best way to do it is through the app. Also, we have a Patreon. We have gained some more Patreons. So shout out to all those on the Patreon. Thank you so much. Your $5 a month or $20 a month or $60 a month truly does make a difference. The only way we can get this podcast going is through help and support. You know, if you guys have noticed the quality of the podcast has gone up, it's because A, we have better equipment, and B, we have Freeman. And how did Freeman figure out this, like, find this podcast? Aside from, you know, following me on Instagram, she probably had to look into it and see, and, like, how do Mm -hmm. we do marketing, stuff like that? It is through your donations through mm-hmm. you partnering with us because when you are joining a patreon you're saying that you want to help change culture this podcast our one of our main goals is just to give a different perspective on a very variety of topics which we'll be doing today and to help change culture that's how we're going to fix some of these issues that we have um so you should absolutely join the Patreon. You will not regret it. We have Free For All Fridays on there as well, which Freeman mm-hmm. just tackles some topics. Like if you're listening to the podcast and you hear us go, oh, we could talk for hours about this. Freeman probably will talk for about 20 more minutes mm-hmm. on the topic. Um, so we'll have that. We're going to have some other things. We're also going to be having more shows like um, part of the Other Girls Media Network. So when, when you donate, that really, really helps. Um mm-hmm. Those are all the announcements. Oh, if you're listening to this on your way to the state, uh, South Carolina State House, Freeman and I both will be speaking and there will be a booth um, for those of the girls. So come by and say hey to us. Super excited to meet you guys. And we're really excited to celebrate um, the fall of Roe and celebrate Dobbs and everything. And we're going to touch on that. And then we'll probably do a separate episode on that just to... Um, to really well because we can't really get it all together in one and like um we've mentioned before i really want episodes that are so focused on that to be um good episodes to just share with your friends so if they have questions or if they don't understand and you're like i don't really know how to explain it all you can refer back to our episode to share with them and you know and hopefully answer some questions anyway let's get started are you ready i'm ready okay our first story isn't really a story. It is just us chit-chatting. 
um, really about something that has been the talk of the town. By the time yeah. you hear this, we will probably know whether um, it's about the summer, the small submarine. I know it's not called a submarine. I do yeah. not want to try to pronounce the word, so I'm going to call it a small submarine. Yeah. Um, by the time you guys hear this, we would have now figured out whether it was a successful rescue mission or a recovery. But everybody's talking about it. It is the talk of the town. Um, mm-hmm. You can't not talk about it. Dumois, mm-hmm. do you know what Dumois is? Mm-mm. So Dumois is like a celebrity blog type thing. Like you send her. So let's say we are in Uptown uh, and we're at another restaurant. We're just giggling, laughing, having such a great time. And we see Justin Bieber and Haley there. And then we see um, Justin Bieber or Haley um, pass Justin Bieber a successful pregnancy test. And then Justin Bieber starts jumping and screaming and everybody's clapping and we're joining and we're cheering. What we would do, well, I wouldn't do this because this is an invasion of privacy, but what other people do is they send a picture or they'll send like um, a little thing, Dumois, I was at blah, 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 and um, I saw Justin, Haley uh, tell Justin Bieber that she's pregnant, and then Dumois will try to do her best to verify whether this could be true or not, and then if she verifies that it's true, she'll post about it. And it's about celebrities. Okay. So anyway, someone apparently sent Dumois something anonymously saying that they know for a fact. I'll read it to you guys because it's a little like, Ooh, okay. This is interesting. So Dumois posted, this was yesterday. Um, she said, so she posted, um, so you know how they on Instagram they'll have like the questions and the question is, what's everybody been up to? And this person said, the submarine that went to explore Titanic but got lost on the way down, WTF. Um, and then she commented, not celebrity news, but it's kind of crazy. And then she said, she screenshotted a message someone sent her. And this is what the message mm. said. Hey, do anonymous please but i have it on good authority that the submarine has been found and all the crew are alive a trustworthy source who knows passengers abroad says the rescue efforts are underway and then wow i was yeah. not expecting that okay that's really really good news i've been praying very well hard. well 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 it's oh. dumois so like i like if you truly knew like are you telling dumois or are you telling like abc you know like i don't know I hope this is the truth. I mean, I Dumois knew, I want to say Dumois knew about the Taylor Swift breakup. Like, there's been a lot of things that okay. that person knew, that she knew mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. everyone else. I think she knew some stuff about Britney before everyone else. Like, so it's possible. I mean, it's quite possible, but that's what Dumois, anyway, so it's been such like mm-hmm. a thing in the culture that every, I mean, if Dumois was supposed, everybody's talking about it. Everybody. Mm-hmm. What were your initial thoughts when you heard about it? Well, I kind of was like, they're going to be found, right? I mean... Yeah, I thought that too. But okay. First of all, I want to talk about how, like, the conditions they're probably in right now. I mean, they're probably freezing. Mm. Like, they're probably trying... Like, that that guy's probably trying to come for his son, like, that's the saddest thing to me i know they're probably it probably smells horrible because there's definitely like all kinds of bodily oh, you know God, yeah 
you know, and they're in the size of a van. Like what, if I knew I had 10 out, if I just, I just can't even imagine the terror you'd be feeling and you'd have to regulate your breathing to save off oxygen. Yeah. So like I would be losing it. Like, I don't even know what I would do. I mean, you're going to suffocate, you know, your suffocation is just, it's just waiting. I mean, well, here's the other thing too. Unfortunately, best case scenario, if they're not found is that it blew up immediately and they didn't feel anything. So that's also, that's also a theory, like blew up already immediately and they didn't feel anything. And that's, to me, that is a better outcome than Mm -hmm. (laughs) literally like knowing your impending death. Um, Yeah. So I also have to say this, I have to get this off my chest because I said this in a group chat and everybody kind of teased me, but it's, it's the truth. Okay. If... I do not have to pay because that's a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. I would have done it. I do not think, like, I understand people like, oh, this is ridiculous. This is dumb and stupid. Also, they've done it, not a bajillion, they've done it a couple other times and it was successful. And what an interesting story, you know, like Mm -hmm. what, say, oh yeah, I went like, you know, the Titanic part of it is interesting, but not that interesting to me, but to go far that far down and like, see what's out there, like kind of like, you know, if it was just, even if it was just like kind of exploring around, Mm -hmm. um, and just seeing like, Ooh, what's down here? Oh, imagine the different type of fish that could be down there that we don't really True. know anything about imagine like seeing some of the creatures like and i know everybody's like joking about the kraken and everything but like what if there is a huge octopus that we've just never seen and like just to see those different things like, it's just a whole nother world that we would have just never so i i would have done it i, I think i would okay. have um and like my friend so when we were like talking about in the group chat someone was like um, talking about how, like, oh, some of the memes are kind of disrespectful, and they are, like, I, it is, it's, we go back and forth, I think, as humans, is like, having, um, empathy, and then also, like, part of coping with things is, like, yes, humor. humor, so it's always, mm-hmm. and, you know, there's some lines, so my friend was like, well, imagine if it was one of your siblings, or one of your mm-hmm. parents, and I legitimately know n- neither one of my parents wouldn't think twice about it, and I know my brother definitely wouldn't, and then, then I started thinking, I was like, realistically, the only person in my life that I know would do it would be me and i think that all like everybody should be concerned more about like me instead of me because i can't like i can't even fathom anyone in my life wanting to do that maybe Mm -hmm. one person would you want to do it okay uh i don't think i would okay my something that i want to get off my chest okay okay. and this is again a hot take but i'm honestly I'm surprised at how much media attention it's gotten. Really? And I think the reason it's gotten so much media attention is because of the very wealthy people that this is affecting. I think if these people, and I don't mean to sound like a total like socialist, but if these people were everyday folks, would this be getting live coverage on CNN? Let me tell you why... Okay, so I have two two thoughts. Mm-hmm. I think it still would because at the end of the day, this okay. is something weird and unique, like mm-hmm. very strange. You know, if it was somewhat so when people 
I and I hate to say this, but you know, going up to Mount Everest, you people die. So you pass mm-hmm. dead bodies. And these are dead bodies that'll be there for years because it's not like anybody can rescue them. So, you know, if it was something like that and people were talking about that, then I'd say, yeah, that's a good point. Like, it's probably mm-hmm. because this person's really rich. But I do think this is, like, super strange and unique. The second thing mm-hmm. is, like, realistically, like, no, like, this is a rich person's activity. Like, I'm saying I would yeah. go down because I would. Like, I really would. Maybe not, like, like, if someone were to ask me in this version of this body today, I probably wouldn't because I'd be concerned about, like, the whole weight thing and, like, mm-hmm. but, like, there's a, a different version of Mallory that is smaller that would go. But the reality is, like, there is no, I I mean, there's maybe one other version of Mallory that even has that much money to spend to do it. Because, like, it's not even really fathomable for a regular person. Because, realistically, there's two things or a couple of reasons why I feel like people would do something like this is because, A, like, you have nothing to lose. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes sometimes I feel like that. Like, I'm not married. I don't have kids. Like, yeah. what yeah. the heck? Why not? Just go out there and live. Mm-hmm. And then, B, it's just something extra and different. And you have the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of this stuff is a lot of these reasons. You're, you know, innovative. You're kind of, like, an explorer. These are all, like, rich activities you have to be kind of rich yeah. like climbing mount everest seventy thousand dollars to do a tour you gotta be rich you know to do some of not necessarily skydiving everyday people do skydiving but like do some of these like cliff jumps to do this i mean heck mm-hmm. skiing you gotta be you don't have to be like filthy rich but like you know the average yeah. middle class person is not skiing that's just yeah. that's just a fact so like, some of these like kind of riskier things you gotta be like so it's like I, like we can't really compare it to everyday people because, like, just everyday person is not going to do it. Like, that, it's just not even fathomable. Fathomable for sure. But I'm just, I'm just saying, like, if these people were average Joes, I really don't, I don't suspect that we would be getting, we would be talking about it quite this much. And another thing I think is interesting is the irony because there have been people calling out the submersible saying that it's not up to regulation and it's highly dangerous. So I think it's ironic that they fired those people and now look what's happening to the CEO. Yeah. I mean, there was that whistleblower. There was exactly. the guy who uh, who was invited to come and then he looked at it and said, absolutely heck no. And mm-hmm. now his friend is missing. I mean, you're right. There are I mean, the man that there were, it's realistically, nobody should have done it. I, I, you know, I can, I can say that I can admit that though. I would like to have had the opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's not wise. And yeah. Well, and I don't want to victim blame. Like, no, 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 no. They're in a horrible situation. I don't want to say like we were stupid for doing this, but I'm. I think it's just it's interesting to see how the world has responded with such chaos when there are people dying and being raped like by their own government in the Middle East and we couldn't care less. Hmm, okay. Wow. All right. That's definitely <laughs> a take. A <laughs> That's definitely a take. Um and I also just want to point out like the guy, um, I think he was he's a producer for The Simpsons, went down and did it. And came back and mm-hmm. was fine. So, like, it's... Yeah. People have done... That's the other thing, too. It's not like this is the first per- time yeah. ever. People have done it. 
it's just been successful. And technically, there were two more. Um, I think people already put down down payments for two oh, more things next year, which I, I don't. Get that back. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen, especially like when the CEO is possibly passed away. Well, that's technically our first story, but not really. Um, so our next story is actually a video that I'm going to link. You guys are going to have to head over to the website um, so you can hear the entire video. I'm only going to play about... The part I wanted you guys to hear is about three minutes. Um, and the video is like nine. Um, I think I'll play the whole part, I guess. Um, but... To hear the full video, you're going to have to, uh, I'll link it and mm-hmm. uh, it'll be on the show notes and everything. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. So this is what we're going to be discussing. It is from the show Breaking Points, which is really good. Um, 10 out of 10 show. I genuinely enjoy it. Uh, my brother got me onto it and it's it's a really, they do good balance. They have a decent balance. Um, one of the co-hosts is very concerned. Well, I wouldn't say he's very conservative. Like, I'm further conservative than him. But one of the co-hosts is conservative. The other is fairly liberal. And um, they kind of talk about both sides when it comes to things. So That's great. Yeah, great show. All right, so here we go. I'm going to play it now. Through the 90s. As evidenced by our most recent midterm elections, the vast majority of Americans are pro-choice. The majority of Americans, including Republicans, have no issue with gay marriage. The public has basically remained the same, if not slightly more liberal, in favor of gun control. On the new fights, though, it's a very different question. And it highlights what I have long identified as the new culture war, a new strain of conservatism I believe is untapped, largely unrepresented in the Republican elected base. I laid it out a few years back on the Joe Rogan podcast, borrowing Matthew Walter's term, barstool conservatism. It's a very simple concept. A new strain of people who call themselves or feel right-wing are fairly liberal on gay marriage and abortion, but are resolutely opposed to transgenderism, to racial identity politics, and are pretty libertarian whenever it does come to guns. The new strain of conservative is largely secular and is probably best described as socially libertarian combined with a deep hostility to liberal political correctness. The name barstool conservative is derived from Dave Portnoy, the founder of barstool, but it represents just a male audience largely that gravitates towards his content and those like him in our political zeitgeist. I'm laying this all out because it's important to the chart I'm about to show you. How do you interpret it? New data released by Gallup shocked a lot of liberals. It shows in 2023, Americans find themselves more socially conservative than ever before. 38% of Americans for the first time in years say they are, quote, very conservative or conservative on social issues. 5% more than in 2022, 8% more than 2021. Meanwhile, a corresponding drop in socially liberal has occurred. Those who identify as very liberal or even liberal on social issues has dropped in 2021 from 34% to 29%. The important thing to understand here is that it's not Republicans getting more socially conservative. It is actually an overall swing amongst every single political and demographic subgroup, from men to women to every racial identity. Those that have gotten the most conservative, however, are very interesting. It's older millennials and Gen X, those who are aged between 30 and 64, who identify as socially conservative now by double-digit margins more than they previously did. The question is important. What the hell does that mean? Because in the very same poll, Americans by a 71% margin, as I said, they support gay marriage. A large majority of Americans say they identify as pro-choice. So how can it be possible that Americans find themselves more socially conservative ever 
while also being more liberal than ever on abortion or gay marriage. And the answer, as I said, is that social conservative today now has a very different meaning to a lot of people than in the 1990s. It has to do with the emerging fights about gender and about race than it does have anything to do written in the Bible. Church membership in the U.S. is actually at an all-time low. More importantly, the trend is clear. Even those who grew up religious are not attending religious institutions anymore. Only 20% of Americans attend a religious service weekly. The vast majority of Americans say they only attend seldom or never, with a numbering at a full one-third of the entire public who don't attend at all. U.S. Christian identification is an all-time low. U.S. non-religious identification is only a full 20%. We are still a more secular country right now than ever before. And it happened incredibly rapidly. My biggest problem with our current culture war is how captured that I find most organizations and institutions who are... Okay, so you guys should listen to the rest of his monologue. It's on the on his YouTube. Really good. So much to unpack there. Um, let's kind of start from the beginning. Um, Fermini, you want to go first? Yeah, um, I really like the term barstool conservatives. Like, I've actually been thinking about this kind of phenomenon a lot. Like, a, a lot. Um, like, these are just the people that call themselves right-wing, but are really actually kind of liberal on issues that I'm very conservative on and I don't know it's just so fascinating I think it goes back to the fact that I mean are we church going conservatives like is that the foundation of conservatism or is it this culture war thing that's going on it's interesting that you know social conservatism is highest in about a decade yet church attendance is at an all-time low that pretty much clarifies that like this term, social conservative, is meaningless. Or at least it's changing dr- dramatically. It's changing. I think that's the biggest thing. It's changing. Continue. Yeah, and I'm really not a fan of that. Like, I think it's I think it's interesting also that, like, the 30 to 60-year-old, you know, are the, are the people that are, like, making this transition. I've heard the joke, um, if you aren't liberal when you're young, you don't have a heart. And if you're not conservative when you're old, you don't have a brain. I just feel like that's those people that are, like, going through that transition, you know, from, Literally. like, liberal to conservative. Um, but I think, like, it's so – I think it's really disappointing that this is what's happening with the social conservative movement. Um I don't know. I guess it's just becoming, like, trendy to say you're socially conservative. I think it's become, like – you're, you know, you're in opposition. You are, um, contrarian. What's the word for- yeah, exactly. You're a contrarian. Mm-hmm. And so that's mm-hmm. like, cool. You're like anti, like the norm, which is like cool and trendy. And I don't know. It just makes me think a lot about this, like flashy conservatism that makes me sad. Um, I think we're just fighting fire with fire, like our new social conservative movement. Like we're being inflammatory and unkind to you know minorities to the lgbtq plus community like it's just not it's just fighting fire with fire and i don't think that we're actually going to do any good if we're just like anti-woke and that's our only platform Mm, that's really good um i want to comment on what you just said first and then i'll say what i have to say about the video Mm -hmm. um i really like what you said if our platform is just that we're anti-woke then then it's not a real platform. And I think this kind of goes to something that I've talked about on my um, story, Instagram stories on my personal page, Life is Malpal. And mm-hmm. um, if our like metric of our standard is we are opposite of anything woke, yeah. then we're 
there's going to be things that just aren't logical that we're going to be going up against. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the perfect example is the whole Chick-fil-A D.I.E. thing. Like, Mm -hmm. diversity isn't, like, someone saying, like, diversity, ooh, Mm -hmm. scary. Like, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it's good to have conversations about, you know, interacting with people because, you know what, you guys, like, maybe you don't see the need for it, but there are people in pockets of the United States who genuinely have never been around other races who have never been around people of other um who who are just who've never been around mm-hmm. those people and you know we have i'm assuming most of us have a good heart so if we say something to somebody that's offensive it probably wasn't intentional yeah. and that person has the ability to say you know what what so-and-so said wasn't they weren't trying to offend me so i'm not going to be offended we have so we have the ability to do that to people. They have the ability to do that. But you also don't want to make people uncomfortable because you're saying and doing so many things. So I think it's mm-hmm. good to have conversations. You know, you don't have to make people uncomfortable even in these conversations. Like, And you don't have to make it a big deal. But, you know, once you – or even a, a lot of people are super against Juneteenth. I think that's another great example. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of strange conservative hot takes from people who, you know, when Trump – mentioned it we're all rah rah look at us we help the minorities and now that mm-hmm. you know joe biden did but anyway that's neither here nor there so like if you just take if your whole stance is you're anti-woke you're going to be a little goofy i don't know how else uh, i don't know another word to describe it that's a little goofy perfect mm-hmm. you honestly like forget the di chick-fil-a thing think about the juneteenth thing you know three years ago you were praising it because it was on trump's plan trump was going to do it now, mm-hmm. you know, Biden did it and now it's like this evil, awful thing. You look goofy. So I yeah, think that's just inconsistent. inconsistent. I think that's why it's really important that you your values are grounded in something like concrete, which as Christians, as conservatives, it would be the Bible. That's where we get our values from. Um, so if you're just whole thing is just we're unwoke, then this is what we get. So back to um the video at hand. Um, so love the term bar school conservative as well. I've heard that for years. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to describe fraternity conservatives, mm-hmm. um, part mm-hmm. of, you know, different groups. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't really want to say any groups right now, but they're, it's a fraternity. They're in it. Those are the type of conservatism that it is. And that's just the fact of the matter. And I think that is a very interesting how he was, um, Sagar was saying like, everything has shifted for the right socially conservative, which is in, which is crazy to me because like when I think about it, I'm like, that just doesn't make sense. Like it just doesn't seem like people have shifted. So socially conservative, but what it means to be socially conservative has changed. Yeah. And if everybody has shifted and part of it later in the video, he says something like, have you ever, um, had a conversation with someone and, um, you're, you're like, or he said something like, oh, are, are you like not against drag drag in general, but then you have a conversation with someone who you think you guys are agreeing and then all of a sudden they're insisting that children have to be at these shows mm-hmm. and you're uncomfortable. Um, and I think that just kind of goes to the idea of like part of the reason why it seems like every, a lot more people are shifting to the right is because the people who are on the left are, who have stayed on the left are going so far left. I think that, yes. I mean, even, and he talks about how, like, I think it's a 
a lot of Americans are okay with abortion, but once you break it down, you know, and that has to go with all of these issues. I think like once you break mm-hmm. down some of these issues, it's probably not as black and white as simple as this Gallup poll has mm-hmm. um, playing it. But anyway, so my whole point about the abortion thing is like, you know, there's, there are a lot of people who are pro-abortion, but when you break it down and you say, okay, well, what about at this time? I mean, yeah. what number dwindles? And I yeah. mean, even when I've done like surveys and interviews and stuff like that with um, people about it, and I've mentioned, okay, so how do you feel about this number? And they're like, that nobody actually agrees with that. And it's like, well, no, there are a couple people. So then yes. those people who are like, wow, that's so outrageous. Then now they're considering themselves even more. They're they're thinking they're moving further right because mm-hmm. of how far left so many people have gone. And I mean, another, and the abortion issue as well, the transgender issue is a, a great example. You know, there's people who think that um, being trans is fine as long as you're an adult, but don't let the children do it. And yes. there's some people who are like, that one-year-old, if they made if they picked up a barbie and he's a guy that's a woman we got to support Mm -hmm. that one so it's just people have gone so far to Mm -hmm. the left that it's pushed all these other people further right and i think it's just it's quite a fascinating phenomenon and it just makes you kind of wonder what do we do to get to true social conservatism because a lot of these mm-hmm. issues that people are saying they're conservative on they're really not and i would like us to get to true social social conservatism but how do we do that when um because i you made a very good point we're not at the true social conservatism because we don't have that religious aspect in it and yeah. you know you can't sit here to, back to abortion you can't sit here and say that abortion is okay if you know that abortion is murder i'm sorry if, if you know that murder is wrong as outlined in the bible if you know that every human has dignity as outlined in the bible you know that every human has worth as outlined in the bible you can't sit here and support abortion so well yeah yeah and like when i think of a social conservative i think of someone who's like you know, embracing modesty, someone who's open to life, someone who is waiting for that person, you know, who's pure, like, I don't want to say like, who's pure, but like, who's like, trying to embrace purity, trying to achieve purity. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that is so not this person, like the person we're talking about is like, definitely going to parties, definitely watching porn, definitely not waiting until marriage, like, definitely on birth control. Like, not that that makes you a bad person, but that's not really... That's not social... That's, like, that's not the to... typical social concern. Yeah, that's just not what it They're is. They're not going to church. They're hungover on Sunday mornings yeah. for crying out loud. Yeah, like, yeah. And I think it's so funny because, like, I wouldn't agree with this person any more than I would agree with the modern liberal. Like, yeah. yeah. I just... They're both, like, so wrong on things and they're they have good things but they're just missing it in Mm. some ways um and i think that that's just kind of the direction that it has gone into um because our culture has changed because our values have changed because of the biblical aspect of it because of um being part of knowing maybe you shouldn't be drunk and be on birth mm-hmm. control all the time and like doing all these things. Mm-hmm. It all goes back to like your biblical convictions. 
Mm-hmm. So once all that changed and once the left started getting further, social conservatism just changed it up a little bit. So it's you secular. guys, it's yeah, really secular. it's secular. It's secular social conservatism. So Which you guys, is like such an oxymoron. God. Yeah. Well, I mean, conservative, I mean, we have this in um, a Facebook group of men. We have this conversation every couple of weeks. Well, what really is conservative? What are you conserving? Um, and it really, like, the truth of the matter is the root of conservative means conserving. So what are you conserving? Traditional values. You're conserving mm-hmm. biblical values. And I think that people, like, that's really what a conservative is. And there's tons of people who just don't believe that. And once again, no shade to those who don't believe that. Um, and I don't, I can't, I, I'm not. I will never be the gatekeeper because, you know, there's some people, well, if you don't fit X, Y, Z, you're definitely not yes. a conservative. Um, so I don't want to gatekeep, but I want to give, like, like the reality is you're conserving something. So if you're not conserving anything, whether it be marriage, whether it be your body, whether it be um, just traditional biblical values, then, resources. you know, resources, <laughs> then, I mean, come on, guys, like, what? <laughs> Are you a conservative? And, but you can be a Republican. I think there's not a real definition mm-hmm. of a republican just not someone who i would say themselves... small government smaller yeah government. small government if you think there should be small government then i think anything else you believe doesn't matter because you can still be a republican a republican but like conservative oh well because a republican well you're a saying republican... republicans how you vote so can social is how you act sure I, well, what I'm really saying is, like, conservatism is an ideology. Republican is just a party. Anybody can be a part mm-hmm. of a party. Mm-hmm. You should have conservative values. Conservative values fit into the Republican Party because that's what it's been established. But anybody can be a Republican. I mean, I, there's so many people who are, I, I don't want to call anybody out, but I'm thinking of a particular person who does all X, Y, and Z, and you talk to them, and you're like, you are not conservative. But you vote Republican, so, like, who, who am I to tell you you can be a Republican? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the definition of conservative, like, has a definition. Republican, I think, yeah. is just, like, whatever. You can vote however, be whoever you want Republican, but, like, it doesn't make sense to say that you're a conservative if you don't have conservative values. True that. That's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. All right, we got to move on to the next story. Um, okay, so our next story is something I had to add. I saw it in the news and I was like, we must discuss this. And this goes to our, we talk a lot about, at least I talk a lot about like beauty, body image and everything. And I think this is just like a really good cautionary tale. So this next Mm -hmm. story is brought to you by the Daily Mail. Identity of second Texas mom killed by fungal meningitis after liposuction and BBL in Mexico is revealed. Best friend shares heartbreaking loss. Mother what's, of what's BBL? Brazilian butt lift. Um, I in my head I figured everybody knew what a BBL no, was. No, not everybody knows that. I just wanted to clarify for the listeners. Oh, okay. No, no, that's right. That's true because there could be somebody who does not know what a BBL is. A BBL is a Brazilian butt lift. It is to make your booty bigger. That's the purpose of it. Why for the male gaze? But anyway, um, the mother Ooh. of Shane Mendrano, thirty-one of Houston, died from fungal meningitis at a hospital on May sixteenth, twenty twenty-three. And she's one of four Texas women who have died from the infection after they underwent, uh, as they went under the knife in the northern border, border city of uh, Mataroa, Mataroa, uh, I'm sorry, y'all. 
Um, her best friend since the seventh grade. Oh, that's so sad. Laura Garza told Daily Mail that Miss Madreno was complaining about headaches in March after the operation and then died two months later following close to five or six strokes. Oh, that's such an awful way to die. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, believes around 180 Americans who travel to clinics in Monterose this year could be at risk. And the agency is now urging people to go to the nearest emergency room as soon oh as possible gosh. to be evaluated if they do not have symptoms. Oh, my gosh. 180. So if you have gone, if you're listening, you have gone to get a BBL or liposuction, um, they're telling you to go to the emergency room to be evaluated even if you don't have symptoms. Okay, as I gotta go. June, oh. Okay. <laughs> As of June 14th, the CDC reports six confirmed cases of fungal meningitis detected from samples. There mm. have been four deaths and two who are confirmed cases and two which are probable. Mm. The CDC has warned that anyone given epidural anesthesia, injection into the spine to numb part of the body during surgery is at risk and should go to the nearest emergency room to be tested, even if they do not have symptoms. The epidural is used in procedures such as liposuction, breast augmentation, and Brazilian butt lifts, which can be more than $16,000 cheaper than in the U.S. The CDZ is currently investigating 172 people who may have been infected. Oh, that's horrible. It's awful. I think it's so sad. Um, All right, I'm about to get on my soapbox. Here I go. Go ahead. I think it's just really sad that we have come to this point that we are doing such dangerous things just to look what we deem to be beautiful in this moment. Yes. Because that's what it all is. This is all, you don't get a, a BBL, you don't get breast augmentation, um, you don't, you know, and I'm saying this as someone who would like to who possibly one day would want to get something done on her stomach but you're not doing it for necessarily like these aren't health things like liposuction Mm -hmm. isn't health you know Mm -hmm. um if you got the sleeve in your stomach that's health but liposuction is not health a bbl certainly is not health Mm -hmm. and breast augmentation is not for health you can get a breast reduction that's for health Mm -hmm. getting breast implants is not for health we're doing Mm -hmm. all of these things um and I'm going to say it for the male gaze. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. There is you. I just you cannot convince me that women are risking their lives to get a butt implant so they can look good for themselves. It is all for the male gaze. It is all because they want to be valued by men, which it's a, a normal female reaction. Mm-hmm. There is nothing mm-hmm. wrong with wanting to be picked. There is nothing wrong with wanting to be married. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be thought of as beautiful. Mm-hmm. Where it ventures into not good territory is when you are going out, risking your life to do these type of things. And, you know, there's a lot of people who have different beliefs, like uh, it's a podcast I listen to these girls, whenever anyone talks about like getting a nose job or getting breast implants or all this other stuff, they always go, you should do whatever you can to make yourself feel beautiful. And there's that belief that, sure, if you, if you truly think you're a hideous beast because your butt is flat, then there's that belief that you should go do it. I am not on that side. 
mm-hmm. I'm on the side of, okay, your butt is flat. That's how God made you. Yeah, it sucks. Maybe you're not getting the type of boys you want, but like, that's life. And wear a skirt, wear a dress, wear like do exercises and just I think people should just sometimes just accept. And once again, like I, you guys know, I have body image issues up the mm-hmm. wazoo. So I'm also just talking to myself, reminding myself. Sometimes you just gotta just accept, like, this is the body God gave you. And that's why I'm such a big fan of being body neutral. Not mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about being body positive. I think I look awful today, but I'm gonna look in the mirror and say, I am beautiful, ha ha ha. Like, I, am, mm-hmm. I don't, like, that just doesn't work for everybody. That didn't work for me. So, like, mm-hmm. just be body neutral. Like, this is the body God gave me. It is what it is. I'm going to do my best to take care of it. I like to wear bright clothes. I'm going to wear bright clothes. I like to um, I like to wear pigtails. I'm going to wear pigtails. Not me personally, but, like, mm-hmm. if I'm pretending to be somebody mm-hmm. else. I like to color my hair. Let me color my hair. Like, that's just kind of, mm-hmm. like, what you, yeah. like, if you're giving things that you think are not acceptable in this moment. Because that's the biggest thing. It's in this moment. When my mom was growing up, having a big butt was not a cool thing. Um, to this day, like, I've mentioned stuff about, like, how big butts are in my mom, like, does not really believe me. Um, <laughs> so like, because, like, growing up, you know, when uh-huh. she was a kid, like, that was like, oh, my God. I mean, even think about some TV mm-hmm. shows, like, when someone says someone has a big butt, it's like, oh, you have a big butt? Lips mm-hmm. are the another perfect example. I've mentioned this before. I remember someone mentioning how my lips were big in such a negative tone. And now, not to brag, this is just, like, reality. People pay to have their lips as big as mine. But, yes. you know, a couple years ago, it was such a negative thing. So people are spending this money to do these things for just the temporary, like, what's yes. attractive temporarily. When I think you you should kind of just work on what you have. And I'm not saying that, like, if you get lip injections or Botox, I'm not saying those things are necessarily bad. I just don't think that they're that they're good. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't want to say they're bad. Like, they're not... Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to flat out say like they're bad or you're a bad person. Mm-hmm. I don't think that at all, but I definitely don't think they're good. Think about all mm-hmm. these women now who are talking about how they're taking out their breast implants. I mean, what are we going to be, what are people going to be saying about lips soon? You know, all these celebrities that are taking out breast implants, all these sorts of women whose like breast implants have leaked into their um, bloodstream or whatever. Think about all that. They're going to be saying things like that, probably about lip fillers too. And, and once again, like if you really don't like something about yourself, I, I don't know other than just like accepting it and like moving forward and stop kind of, I guess, focusing on, I don't know what else to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but just know you're not alone. Know that like, I understand that like there's parts of me that I absolutely loathe about myself. Like I just like thinking about it just like makes my skin crawl. I'm like, Oh God, why would you do this to me? I feel Mm -hmm. that. So, like, you're not alone in that. But I just really just don't think that spending thousands of dollars for something temporary. Because that's the other thing, too. Like, you know, I don't think necessarily fat will ever be in. But you know what? For all I know, in 20 years, it could be in. And because things just change, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. they just, they change. And it just, it hurts my heart and... And it upsets me when women are constantly just doing things because it's doing this stuff because it's just it's truly not something that they it's just it's not for health reasons. I you can't convince me that it's just for you. To, mm-hmm. it's for male approval and I know that's probably controversial for me to say I can see people being mad and like leaving a review because of that but like that's just that's what it's for well, and I'm sorry it doesn't 
it doesn't matter who it's for, really. It matters that you're altering something for something earthly when you've been given a gift. You've been given a gift of a body. You've been given a gift of an able body. You've been given a soul. You've been given abundant gifts and we're still unhappy. We're still unsatisfied. So I don't think it necessarily even matter. I mean, it's a good question. It's a good conversation, but ultimately changing something that God has given you for any earthly reason, doesn't matter if it's your earthly reason or his earthly reason. That's, that's a problem. And that's sad because God doesn't see, doesn't see any of that. He sees your soul. He's not, he could care so much less about, you know, your hair or like your skin, you know, it's just, it's just sad. It's, it's an insecurity and it just reminds me of like our need for approval, our Mm -hmm. need to be accepted, our need to fit in. And Mm -hmm. God just gives us so much peace though. And it's so much easier said than done. There are plenty of things, especially like emotionally and spiritually, not so much physically, but I do struggle with insecurities like emotionally and physically and spiritually. And intellectually and financially like I struggle with all kinds of insecurities and so God just offers a lot of peace but I I don't want to sound like I've got it figured out by any means either by offering that advice so yeah and kind of to pick it back off of that like we mentioned it before in the podcast and I've said it before like really what matters is how God views us mm-hmm. and it's hard you know and I'll use because people reach out and so I know I'm not talking to avoid I'm also talking about myself, like, it's hard to find that balance because the reality is to be married, someone has to find you attractive. So if you're sitting out here wanting to be married and you don't feel as if you're attractive, then there's that balance. But then there's the other aspect of like, what matters most is what God says. And that is really truly what we should be focusing on should you take care of yourself absolutely i'm not saying you know wear Mm -hmm. potato sack clothes don't comb your hair Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. saying that at all um but what i'm saying is like even in the midst of like just with that like balance that going back and forth because i mean i struggle with this almost daily i i mentioned it on my instagram not to keep bringing back my instagram but you all should be following me um (laughs) i like I struggle with this like daily this balance between like f- like God um cares about my heart. That is the most important thing. God cares yeah. about my character. That is the only thing that's important. How everybody else perceives me does not. It does not matter. Does that still mean you dress like a slob? Obviously not. Um does that mean <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, that's one thing you can't say about me. Um does it mean, you know, you don't comb your hair? No. It just means that like you're focusing more on like what's on the inside and kind of just trying not to think about and just forget about how you're being perceived. And I think like if we focus more on that, we can also do that to others. Cause I think that's the other problem too, is like part of the reason why people are so focused on like um, how they look is because they're doing that to other people. And I think when you're doing that to other people, you're gonna do it to yourself as well. So once we like kind of get that idea of like, oh, I have to da 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 da, you're gonna realize like, you're gonna open up the world, you're gonna see so many people who you kind of didn't think were beautiful or people who that never crossed your mind, you're gonna see them in a completely different light. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're going to be able to have much more meaningful um, relationships. You're going to be able to have more meaningful conversations. You're going to be able to take in advice from people who you probably wouldn't not have ever taken advice from. It's just like, it's yeah. so eye-opening once we like shift our focus. And I think that's kind of what the big conversation, the big thing I want to take away from this particular conversation is like shifting our focus from, um, you know, making sure how we're perceived by everybody else to how is God, what does God care about? God truly only cares about what's on the inside. He truly does. But I want to add, don't hear me say, don't care about the outside. Don't hear me say that. I'm just saying like, what is more important is what's on the inside. And if we truly focus on that and we focus on that for ourselves and we focus on that with others, it'll change. It'll drastically change a lot of things in your life. Um, for sure. So yeah, so that's that's my two cents on that. Um, So our last story is um, by Cosmopolitan. Not the ice cream. <laughs> um, mm, it, it, <laughs> um, Kesha opens up about the horrifying moment she almost died after egg freezing complications. The singer spent nine days in the hospital following the ordeal. Kesha has reflected on the horrifying moment she almost died earlier this year after un- undergoing egg freezing, a process through which eggs are extracted from ovaries as a means to preserve fertility. Quote, I almost died in January. She said during an interview with Self, recalling how last year she opted to freeze her eggs, but later became unwell and too weak to walk. With her health in decline, Kesha went to the hospital where doctors discovered she had developed an uncommon yet serious complication from the fertility procedure. As any medical procedure, there are health risks associated with egg freezing, although these are highly unlikely. In Kesha's case, her complications were in part attributed to her weakened immune system, a result of her recent common variable autodeficiency diagnosis autoimmune deficiency diagnosis Kesha went on to spend nine days in the hospital but said that that only now does she finally feel recovered it took a couple months she told self it was horrifying scary yeah so she had an immune system deficiency and then when she got the eggs frozen did it cause like an infection or something so um when they were so you have to do all these different things to take out the eggs so you have to like do shots you have to like um to like put your body Mm. you have to kind of like get the eggs out put your body through a bunch of stuff Mm. um and when they it seems like when she did that she it already had an immune system issue and all of that stuff kind of like triggered it that's from my understanding from reading it i don't know how people like do this i literally get freaked out like to take a vitamin i'm like are you sure this is safe Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i do not like the idea of like any medicine in me i don't i hate it so i just can't it's just like really wild that people go go through these well and then oh go ahead no, no, no. Go well, ahead. I was going to say, well, I think it's just part of our natural desire to be a mother. I think that's what yeah. it all goes down to. Like, we naturally all desire to be a mom. Some people put it off purposely. Some people put it off or people put it off purposely. Some people, it happens later, not necessarily on purpose, but that's just how life takes them. And I think that's what it is. I think people kind of just, they think the risk out 
the reward outweighs the risk. Well, and I think there's a there's a um, possibility that like everyone wants to be mother of some kind. I don't think it's always physical. I don't know. I don't know if it's always physical. I mean, there are obviously physical reasons somebody may not want to, but like I think we all want to be, you know, spiritual mothers in some way. Like I want to be able to like love someone else in like a way that a mother would love someone else. You know, like yeah. I, I want to be able to guide people. I want, I, that's my, that's my maternal instinct. So our maternal instinct can manifest in so many different ways. I just wanted to like caveat, at least that's my opinion. Yeah. I don't know if it's always physical, but like we do have that desire, that maternal, beautiful desire to love and to nurture. And I hate that this happened to her. I mean, yeah. and she's just not speaking about it. I wonder why she felt like she couldn't. I mean, was she just too weak for the last six months to like, open up about this. I mean, I think it's something that, you know, if you're an affluent, if you're an influential person, I think you should be talking about this. You should use your platform to share risks and harms to other humans. So. Well, I think part of it is it's controversial to say something negative about something like this because the reality is true. (laughs) It's becoming very popular. And it just, it's something that so many people, I mean, like I've mentioned before, I thought about it at one point. Like, it's just something mm-hmm. that like, so it's just something that girls kind of think um, is an option. So it's mm-hmm. kind of controversial. Kind of like when Chloe mentioned how she felt, mm-hmm. she didn't oh, feel the gosh. connection with her child. Like, oh my it's gosh. kind of controversial because it's popular. Like, it, it just, it, and it doesn't help the financial bottom line if you're talking negatively about these things. So I'm or sure it support like women's empowerment. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. It doesn't support women. So like you're, Oh, you're telling people that, um, it, it was such a hard time for you when, when you got your eggs removed. What's or... your angle? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You don't think women can do these things by themselves. You don't think women can raise children. You think women are too weak. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or our immune system's too weak, like yours. Yeah, exactly. No, seriously, that's like that's probably the concern about speaking up. But I'm yeah. glad that she spoke up, and I'm glad that Me more too. people are talking about it. I mean, I saw this story um, also on Twitter because people are talking about like the egg retrieval though it seems like realistically it does kind of like if you're living in a world where you first of all you have the money back to the wealthy comment mm-hmm. um you have the money mm-hmm. you have the time because there's some people who are holding off getting married and having kids not necessarily because they are mean evil and selfish but for sure because some of them you know want to be able to provide some of them have um other reasons you know if a woman is going through chemo mm-hmm. right now it's probably not best mm-hmm. that she has a baby at this moment if you already have the baby then you already have the baby but like you know sometimes mm-hmm. you just want to wait sometimes you find it so there's a bajillion reasons why so you know this easily accessible easily accessible way to um just preserve it because you know we've been told our whole lives once you hit 30 girl i've been told that i've been told you might want to think about it you might want to think about it well even if even if you like you don't reach like 30 or 40 like i could get cancer i could i could get something like i've always been told well and i don't even remember by who like nobody really in my close realm but i just feel like the media and like 
Yeah. I just feel this narrative that like, you know, it's something to think about. God forbid something happened to you. Like, wouldn't you want Andy to still be able to have your children? I'm just like, whoa. Like, yeah. Oh, that's intense. Well, what I meant is that we're told that (laughs) as soon as we turn 30, half of our eggs are gone. But yeah, yeah, I mean, preserving too, <laughs> like wanting your husband to be able to have a child. And you know, how interesting is that? Like you pass away, but you have your spouse's egg. Your spouse has your egg to make a kid, but like you're not there. Like that is kind of like, like a, a surrogate. Surrog- I don't know. Yeah, so it has to be a surrogate. It's like- yeah, that's it's just not, it weird. doesn't click. It's no. not clicking. No, and I mean, the further we get from God's perfect design, um, the weirder it gets. Yeah. I mean, did you hear about that girl who, um, her, she was doing one of those, like, get ready with me. She was doing her makeup and telling her story. She is an IVF baby, and her sister's an IVF baby, but they call each other twins, even though the mother was implanted, um, I think she's 23 and her sister's 21. But they call each other twins because they were created in the same batch together. Right? Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's not finished the story. So she Mm -hmm. was saying how there's, I think she said like five other embryos that are technically her, part of her twinness. There are five other embryos that are still waiting that her parents didn't use and they're probably not going to use. She said that she has thought one day maybe she will use them. So she would technically give birth because they're embryos. They're not just eggs. They're embryos. So yeah. it's a frozen human, a human that is literally yeah. frozen in time. Yeah. Um, so technically she would be giving birth to her sibling. And it's just like the further we get from God's design, the stranger it is. Yeah. I mean, how do you explain that to your kid? I mean, look. I think embryo adoption is a good it's a good thing. Yeah. However, at this point, yeah. If it's already Yeah, created. that's that's a little too close for comfort. <laughs> yeah. It's a little weird. And once again, the further we get from God's perfect design cuz what God created was perfect. He it was perfect. It was mm-hmm. you know, God thought it and it was good. And the further yes. we get from it, the stranger things are, the the more complications there are, the and, you know, mm-hmm. not saying that everything's going to be, because we live in a fallen world, uh, we're not perfect, but how God did it, designed for us to be, was perfect. It's kind of perfect. And then, yeah. And then, you know, Eve, well, really Adam, because God didn't do anything until Adam ate it, because Adam wasn't taking care of his wife. But anyway, neither here nor there. Um, so that's today's episode. Uh, we're, we will just do a separate episode about Dobbs. Um, let's yeah. just talk about it for like, two seconds super excited if you're listening um this is a one year anniversary of the fall of roe we're really happy about it um this is a great thing um having ideally we would like for abortion to be completely abolished that is the stance of the podcast that's the stance of everybody who is ever probably going to work on the board of those other girls in any capacity is we would like abortion to be completely abolished. Um, this is a great step in the direction, but as many of you know, it has not been completely abolished in most states. Um, so we're not done this. We can still celebrate and be happy about what has happened, but we're not done. We're not done with this. Um, we still have so much to do in North Carolina. There's still, um, a couple rules by the time you guys, Oh, the um our new law won't be into effect until July 1st. So the next episode by the time you hear it 
<coughs> it'll be in effect. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no South Carolina. Just they, I think they got their heartbeat bill, I believe. Um, so there's just a lot of things. We still have so much more work to do, but we're still excited and happy. Freeman, do you have anything yeah. you want to add to that? No, according to, I saw a post, and I hope it's, I hope it's reliable, but according to Guttmacher, We Count, and the New York Times, over 60,000 babies have been saved, half, half of states have abortion bans, and less women are dying from abortions, and also about 60 clinics have closed. Fantastic. Praise God. Um, and let's keep doing th- let's keep doing it, ladies. Part of the, what, how we're going to fix this, because no matter what, people are still going to have abortions. No matter what. Mm-hmm. Part of how we're going to fix this is from changing the culture. We will change the laws as well. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Because yeah. I know people are like, well, you can't change culture. We can do both. We can and we will. We can and we will. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe, comment. Um, the question for the week will be... Um, I'll think of something, but I our yes or no would be if you mm-hmm. were guaranteed, uh, if you could mm-hmm. get on the summer, submarine for free and you were guaranteed a, a way to come back, would you still do it? You mean come back alive? Come back alive. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Come back alive. Would you still <laughs> like do your body it? could come back? Yeah, I, I mean... <laughs> all of you comes back (laughs) would you still do it let me know yes or no that's going to be the poll i'll also put that on the youtube and then i'll think of a a deeper question for like the you know you can type in your answers um so yeah thank you guys for listening make sure you share this episode i think it's a fabulous episode just to share we talked about a myriad of things we have lots of opinions um so yeah that's it bye bye bye